And away we go. The 1940s golden age of radio. Turn back that dial and stay for a while. The times are a change in a podcast new sound. Taking it back. You hear that? You hear that? We're on a new track. A new track. Hello and welcome back to another episode, installment of the second golden age of radio. I'm your host, Richard Templeman, and of course, with me listening and participating as needed, as always, Kelly Tolley, and we have a special guest today, Dara Brown. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Richard and Kelly. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. What is your involvement with old-time radio shows? Uh, I don't have a lot of experience, or really any experience, um, with old-time radio shows. However, I wonder if I picked Western because my dad actually uh, said that, um, would tell me that he would watch, or listen to, rather, so used to TV, right? Uh, Listen to Lone Ranger and Gunsmoke, I believe. And so I'm excited to listen to one of those and maybe have um, sort of an experience that he would have had when he was a kid. And we have never done a Western before. I did some research on ones we can do. We thought, oh, Gunsmoke is a show. That was an old-time radio show. And we said... Lone Ranger is a Western show that's also an old-time radio show, but we've heard those before on television. They were made popular later on TV. So I decided to pick one that was less commonly known of, at least by myself. So I thought, why not pick an old-time radio show that I haven't heard much about? I I kind of have heard that title before, but I don't know much about it. The title of the old-time radio show I have picked is called Have Gone, Will Travel. It's an American Western series that was produced and broadcast by CBS. Welcome home. On both television and radio. So it's another TV show and radio show. So it was on radio and television from 57 through 63. The television version was rated number three in the Nielsen ratings every year of its first four seasons. That's popular. The series debuted November 23rd, 1958, and more than a year after the premiere, they had the televised counterpart pretty much running simultaneously. Simultaneously. Have Gun Will Travel was created by Sam Rolfe of the 225 episodes of the television series. 24 were written by Gene freaking Roddenberry. Who created Star Trek? So one of my favorite television show creators, obviously. I'm a big Star Trek fan. The premise of the show follows the adventures of a man calling himself Paladin. Paladin, Paladin, where do you roam? Paladin, Paladin, far, far from home. Have gone, will travel, reach the card of a man. A night without armor in a savage land. He's voiced by John Denar on the radio, taking his name from the Knights Court. And he is a gentleman investigator gunfighter who travels around the Old West working as a mercenary for people who hire him to solve their problems. I like it. Part Western, part detective. I'm into it. So without further ado, we will be listening to episode number 23 of Have Gun Will Travel, The Gunsmith. And just to explain a little bit more about the program, the series, Have Gun Will Travel, 
The radio show broadcast 106 episodes on CBS Radio Network between November 23rd, 1958 and November 27th, 1960. One of the last radio dramas featuring a continuing set of characters and the only significant American radio adaption of television series John Denner, a regular on the radio series version of Gunsmoke, and he played Paladin, and Ben Wright usually but not always played Hey Boy, Virginia Gregg played Miss Wong, Hey Boy's Girlfriend. Before the television series featured the character of Hey Girl. Not loving those names because I don't think Hey Boy and Hey Girl are actual Asian American names. But we will listen and see what we think. Unlike the small screen version, there's usually a tag scene at the Carlton at both the beginning and the end of the episode. And initially the episodes were adaptations of the television program as broadcast earlier in the same week, but eventually original stories were produced, including a finale, Goodbye Paladin, in which Paladin leaves San Francisco, apparently forever, to claim an inheritance back east. The radio version was written by producer-writer Roy Windsor. Just wanted to get some, you know, more details and about the show so yeah i'm looking forward to uh channeling some of my dad in this and potentially into the um improv in that he also is a avid uh target shooter and um he uses black powder guns like they would have used back then uh to do that and he casts his own bullets so when you said gunsmith again i was like Woo, okay, let's let's see what this is all about. We will listen to The Gunsmith. So thank you guys. And we will be reporting back. BRB, bring radio back. If killers laugh at the law in a town, it isn't long before they take over. That's happening in your town, mister. What are you going to do about it? The telegram took me to a town near the Nevada border, and when I got there, my job was completed swiftly without bullets. I collected my fee and started the long ride back to San Francisco. The third day brought me to a town called Woodland, nestled in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada range. It was like a thousand other towns, one dusty street with boardwalks on each side, flanked by rows of wooden, false-fronted buildings and the inevitable saloon and general store. I decided I might as well get some supplies. Hello? Anybody here? Oh. What? Help me. What happened, old man? Who did this to you? Get the doctor, please. Where is he? North the street, a white house. A white house. I'll get him and be right back. And so once again, after so long a time, I got out my tools and I worked on a gun. After you left me yesterday, I worked on it, Mr. Paladin, and into the night I worked and I created a floor, a floor that would make the gun blow up when it was shot. Well, why didn't you tell me this morning, Mr. Riker, when I had breakfast with you? Well, I did not think I should. You told me you did not wish me to give him the gun, and I fixed it because I feared for you. If Doby had killed you, then I would give him the gun. So when Dobie came into your place after I left, you thought he had killed me. Yeah, I was afraid, and I gave him the gun. But he hit me anyway. He, he, he was very angry. Mr. Riker, you saved my life. I thank you. Ah, gratitude from the heart is more valuable than gold. Is that not so, my friend? Yes, Mr. Riker. That is so. <laughs> So did I hear you say that this is set in San Francisco? Yeah, they said the show is about the Paladin guy in San Francisco. And then the show ends when he's like, well, I'm leaving San Francisco. But like the Western version of San Francisco. So I don't even know what that would look like. He is a West Point graduate 
who became a gun for hire in San Francisco, which I assume means he's come some kind of shooter for pay. Like he shoots things or people. So uh, one site talking about eight different um, cities and what they looked like in uh, the Wild West has a has a, a picture, this picture. So I was just trying to get a feel for it. And um, it says this is a lawless shanty presided over by um, criminals and vigilante justice. So just to get us in the mood here. It does look like the hills of San Francisco are in the background, and there's not much development where, as today, we know that there's roads on them and you can go up and down those hills, and that's where a lot of action is. But it looked like the main drag was in the valley part, and it looked like an old western town with a saloon and different buildings, like all connected together on one drag, one strip. And that was it. And it looks like dirt roads. And I like that. I like that we did our research. Oh, my God. These commercials are killing me. Be sociable and smart and drink a Pepsi and stay young. And I mean, I don't I guess they haven't really changed for TV. He's still sending the same messages. But it's like, wow. Okay. Friends drop in. Let your hospitality show you're sociable in the modern manner. Pepsi, you know, is the favorite of the smart and young at heart. Crack open a Pepsi and show your friends that you're sociable in the modern way. And it's the preferred drink of all people who are young and smart. No joke. My biggest takeaway so far through the episode was the identical thing. It was... Be sociable. Young and smart and great. Be sociable. Have a Pepsi. Do do. Have you tried a Pepsi lately? Be sociable. Have a Pepsi. Be smart and fair and debonair. All right, sorry. I just had to geek out on the Pepsi commercial as well. And yeah, I think we still sell soda. But we don't say things like, if you're smart, you'll bring a Pepsi. Hmm, so that makes me wonder... What would that be today, though? Um, be sociable and smart. Wear an Apple Watch. Um, or what would it be? Yeah, I think an Apple Watch is um a candidate for being sociable and smart. You just want to look like the in crowd with your. Oh, hold on. Just got a text message. And it probably wouldn't be that tune because you know how Apple and iTunes and they always have the people rocking on. So it'd be like, be sociable, be smart, and dubstep. I don't know. <laughs> be sociable, be smart, get your Apple Watch right now. Don't start with me. Oh, There were so many commercials, 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 commercials. I was like, wow, this is like modern day television here with four sets of commercials in a 20 minute episode. So that was interesting. So I, I just happened to listen to the beginning and heard you guys or heard you say something about or read something about you maybe improvising a commercial. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. So I don't know if that happened, but if it did, that would be pretty cool because that seems like that would fit in with the episode. 
It will seem like a very standard Western type show. He says that if you let the criminals laugh at the law, then they'll all start coming into town because they can get away with stuff, right? And he's, he uses the phrase, this is the town they can buffalo. What does that mean? I mean, I have some idea from the context, but yeah, I'm curious. I'm guessing your contextual clues are exactly what I'm thinking as well. That a stampede of buffalo, you know, where one buffalo goes, they all go. And then the town is trampled by these buffaloes. That's my guess. Also, I do have to add, ladies, when you're definitely cleaning your bathroom once a week, because the bathroom has the most germs, don't forget to pick up your bottle of Lysol disinfectant. Lysol brand disinfectant will help any lady clean a bathroom. It is her job to clean the bathroom, and it's a lady who I'm talking to in this advertisement, and I don't even consider men cleaners, so... No need for them to buy it. I thought that was fun, but not in a haha funny way, but a cringy, oh no, that's kind of sexist. Even for the 50s, that's kind of mean, but it was a different time. Only ladies cleaned the bathrooms, unfortunately. Nowadays, all folk have to clean bathrooms, which, is that better? Yeah, it's better. Germiest germs of all, upstairs, downstairs, or in the hall? No, they're in the bathroom. And to wipe them out, indeed, a little dash of Lysol's all you need. Did you say that a little dash of Lysol brand disinfectant wipes out bathroom germs? I distinctly said bathroom germs. Yes, ladies, a little Lysol in your cleaning suds is the really easy, modern way to clean your bathroom each week. Because Lysol makes your favorite cleaners work better, including many that claim to sanitize. Lysol kills disease and odor-causing germs, many deadly viruses, too. Disinfect from one cleaning to the next as nothing else can. Use Lysol, either the new pine-scented or regular, next time you clean the bathroom. Uh, my dear boy, I distinctly said the bathroom. A little dash of Lysol does it all. Costs as little as 29 cents. I distinctly said bathroom. <laughs> I had breakfast with Hans Riker the next morning, which was quite an experience. Yikes, that breakfast sounds very heavy. Yes, it sounded like a very hearty meal, and the old man could eat more than Paladin, who's a young man, and he should have eaten more. And one thing I wanted to point out was, I kind of like, or I think it's kind of interesting, that his job definitely sounds like he's a gun for hire, duh. But he sounds like he's a hired assassin, or he's hired to shoot whatever people want him to shoot. And he's like, I got called out for a job, and I did the job. And we don't know what the job was, and we didn't get any details about him shooting up people at all. But our story is when he's coming home on his way back from the Sierra Nevada area and runs into a situation where the small town with the old sheriff and the old German fellow are being bullied upon by a buffalo. Or something, some kind of some kind of gangster. And so I thought it was interesting that they didn't actually. The show's called Gun for Hire, and we didn't in this episode even see what he was hired for. Yes, well, lucky us. What we got to see is a little sliver of his life beyond his job, right? Um, he he clearly uh, solves problems for people in you know. What's that saying? Like, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So I'm sure, you know, he has a gun. So I'm imagining that, you know, everybody looks like a target. So, but in this case, uh, it, it ended up a little bit differently where he wasn't uh, hired. He was doing a, what he considered a good deed and taking care of the shop owner and, and his problem after, you know, connecting with him um, and helping him. So... Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what all the other episodes are like, but um, this one seems like it had a little bit of a twist, which was fun. That was an interesting show. I like doing the Western. 
it was real racist though. Hey boy and hey girl. That was not the best, the best representation. But, you know, I guess it was a different time. So, whatever. Um, I enjoyed the twist as well and did not enjoy the racism either. I know it was a different time, but that doesn't mean that we can condone it. But moving on, I did like where the rest of the episode went. I also expected that the twin gun went off in the bad guy's face. I expected that that was the good gun, the one that he made flawless, or so he thought. And since it was the twin gun, it blew up in his face because it had a flaw like the original flawed gun did. Nope. He he made a different one. Uh, he made a triplet, and the triplet was more like the first twin and had the flaw in it. So, so far in this story... I know about four guns. I know he made a lot of guns in his life, but I know about four guns. One gun had a flaw in it, and his buddy blew his face off. Graphic, but I guess it's radio, so we never saw it. Gun number two, the twin gun to that gun, it was perfect. And it was um, something that he treasures now. Gun number three, he whipped it together to be... The same as the first gun, to blow up in the bad guy's face. Perfect. Using his flaw for good. And then gun number four seems like he made Paladin a brand new gun that was like unto the second gun. And it was perfect. So this guy crafted a lot of guns, at least four that I know of. And I guess it's good that he got his gun back. I don't know. Anyway, um... Oh, see, I thought that he took the the original um, gun and he put a flaw in it overnight. That he didn't actually make a new gun. Um, I thought he, he he messed it up, basically. He, he altered it. Um, and then he gave that original gun to the, the bad guy. Uh, so it ended up blowing up in his face. I also uh, was... I was, um heartened by the fact that he was willing to give up his uh, break his vow that he would never ever make another gun again because of the the accidental blowing up in his friend's face of the gun that he had made the twin gun and um, he broke that vow for Paladin because he felt so grateful for his help. I agree that was touching and heartwarming and I feel like Paladin appreciated it. And he was like, no need to send a thank you card. That guy knows I thank him anyway. I'm trying to wrap my head around a modern day portrayal. Do we do a Western that takes place back in the day, but like a modern show would be? I like that. I like that idea. Or do we just do something that takes place in current day? Okay, so if I understand you, the difference is... Um, so, like, the content would be basically the same in that it would be in the West and the story um, line and, and the objects and things might be the same, but then how we speak about those objects and how we relate to other people and locations would be different for... Or maybe they would be the same, but... Well, I guess it would be the same because it would be in the the Old West. So you would still have, like, a general store. And um, what did he say? He said, oh, yeah, the inevitable saloon and general store. Um, where the other, the flip side is to have it be modern times. So instead of, like, a saloon and a general store, you'd have a Starbucks and a Walmart or something. Um, and then... At that point, you might not be talking about a gun or um, have a gun for hire in that you'd have completely different roles. So do we stretch our creative brains and go for the more challenging one? Well, I am happy to let you decide. (laughs) 
we would probably still pick a more western country area but today so maybe i just need to do my research and see what towns are small towns and kind of operate like the olden days but you know in the next city over there's a walmart and um it would have to be a state where they're like i, I assume you know wearing cowboy boots and cowboy hats and they still have the construct of a cowboy but it's deconstructed because it's modern day it's not gunslingers really but i'm sure there's a lot of gun toting people that use it for target practice and not to shoot up the town <laughs> a life coach <laughs> i don't know a mediator a lawyer a um facilitator i don't know what would you hire I like all those things, but what about a task rabbit? Um, I believe that's the app where you put your ad on there like, ah, fix things. I, I can come to your house and repair this, or I can fetch you this and get this for you. Task rabbit, like you do this task for me and you hire them on the phone. Yeah. I love that. I love that name too. So the service that I'm familiar with is Fiverr, where you, like, say, I'll do this for $5. Like, I'll edit your website for $5, and you just, like, put up any kind of job. Um, but TaskRabbit is great. <laughs> I'm a TaskRabbit, not a gunslinger. Have Task Will Rabbit, or Have Rabbit Will Task. Something like that would be funny. I just had an idea that, hey, instead of Hey Boy, it could be Alexa. Good morning, Alexa. Good morning, Miss Rabbit. What tasks are we doing today? Well, there's the usual cleaning job here, fix the sink there. But there has to be something more out there. Alexa, notifications. There is a man who lives 44 miles away. He says he needs your help finding a lost item. Alexa, reply. Have task. Will Rabbit. Affirmative, my lady boss. And as always, I believe it is time for a sponsored ad. You know what a delicious drink is for this new generation? Same as the drink of the old generation. <laughs> White Pepsi Cola, of course. Way better than Coke. And it's sweeter and like better for you health-wise. Because we have lots of options. Healthy Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Pepsi 1. Pepsi 2. Pepsi 3. Vanilla Pepsi. Cherry Pepsi. Get all your Pepsis here today. You can't stop. You want to invite your friends all out to play. And you can tell them it's the healthy way. It's Pepsi. Pepsi 1, Pepsi 2, and healthy Pepsi 2. So I rolled into that one Walmart town you know, where the, the road is long and the strip malls are longer. There, on the main corner, I saw a Starbucks and a CVS. Now, my client told me to meet in the Starbucks. So, I pulled on in and ready for my eighth cup of coffee that day. Got out, headed in the door. I'm glad you take direction well. I don't like it when people knock or ring the doorbell, and I thought it was of utmost important that you barge in here and help me right away. I'm sure it'll be worth your while. Did you get my offer? Indeed I did. You know, I don't often 
find lost items. Mostly it's fixing or cleaning stuff, but yours was very intriguing. I'm curious. What exactly is it that you've lost? Well, I don't mean to be mysterious, but I... I own this Starbucks here, and that's why you and I are the only ones here. And I somewhat live in this Starbucks, actually. And I own it, but I don't have the deed. In fact, all I have are the clothes on my back, this Starbucks, missing the deed, and I think the, the local police authority is going to take this Starbucks away from me. But I have a right to it. I have a deed. just don't know where it is. So I thank you for being so intrigued with my situation. As you can see, it's quite perplexing. It didn't help that I hit my head. I hit my head um, in the shower yesterday, and I'm all sorts of confused. But I, I knew my Apple cell phone had, had this app, and I, I used it. Oh, Mr. Jones, so what you're saying is that the urgency of your message is... Sounds like you, you're going to lose this in just 24 hours if you don't get your deed and show it to the proper authorities. Well, that is a problem. Indeed. Um, I think I can help you with this. Hopefully your injury won't be a issue, because I'm going to need some help from you. I'm going to need to search your place. Well, well, I guess you can search my place. I mean, I don't think I have much to hide. Oh, except my guns. You be very careful. I'm, I know we live in a turbulent time where ammunition and guns are, are an issue, but I'm a... Second Amendment believer, and I, I usually lock them up, but ever since I hit my head, I got really confused, and I didn't want the local authorities to come in here without me defending myself and defending my Starbucks. So please don't judge me. You look like a city slicker, after all. You probably come from a town that has five or six Walmarts on one street and 25 Starbucks franchises. But, yes, I guess what I'm saying is please do search my house. Please. Because a deed is important. Mr. Jones, I don't get paid to judge. I'm here just to do the task. Ah, alright. Thanks for your key. I'm going to head over to your house. I want you to stay here. Don't get too excited. If the police come in, I want you to stay cool. Alright? You let me handle this. Thank you, Miss... Rabbit, may I call you Miss Rabbit? You may, if it pleases you. I'll be back soon. So I headed over to Mr. Jones's house. It was a small house on the edge of town. A little yellow cottage with a picket fence around it and a big oak tree growing in the front yard. As I stepped in, I immediately smelled trouble. Mr. Jones, though he said he was innocent, and injured, had a lot of guns in his house. Not just a few of guns, a lot. In fact, it was an arsenal, completely covering all of the walls. I said I wouldn't judge, but by the looks of this, he'd been gathering weapons for a long time, waiting, waiting for trouble. Hmm. I did a quick search of his house. I didn't find the deed anywhere. My next move, my next move. I decided I was in way over my head. And so, of course, I grabbed one of the rifles off the wall and some ammo and headed back out the door. On my way back to Starbucks, I saw the local sheriff. I headed on in to talk to the man himself. Sheriff Rogers. There he was. Just him. The front desk. Apparently this was a small town. Didn't have a deputy or anything. Feet up on the desk. And his long rifle there resting beside him. 
I felt like I had been transported back in time. Where the heck am I? Hey, Sheriff, you know a Mr. Jones? Well, I reckon I do know a Mr. Jones. He is the proprietor of the local Starbucks coffee shop. Trouble is, he doesn't have a deed. And without a deed, he doesn't have a prayer of keeping it. And I like my cup of joe. I like it with foam, skim milk, and extra cinnamon sprinkled on the top. No whip. Add ice. And I like it when they shake it all up and mix it together. But here's the problem. I like that Starbucks so much, I reckon it's mine now. I'm the only sheriff in town. Everyone else was laid off due to the economic crisis of the Wally World. It's what I call Walmart. It's a clever little name. Anyway, Wally World ran all the small businesses out of town, and the crime is, crime is, uh, uh, there's not as many criminals, let's just say. They went away. They're, they're gone, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, sir, let me tell you what happens when you laugh at small town criminals. You trade them in for a big city criminal. I'm concerned about Mr. Jones and the amount of firepower in his house. Now, I usually don't step out of line. I do my task and I head on back. But in this case, I think he's purchased all the guns from Walmart, or Wally World as you call it. And I'm going to get to the bottom of this story. Well, miss, I don't think you told me your name, but, miss, those kind of sound like idle threats. And if Mr. Jones has hired you to threaten me, <laughs> well, I just don't know if I believe him. You know, ever since, ever since he was young, I watched him grow up, and uh, he always has been kind of different. Um... He liked to play his video games. He liked to not play outside with the other children. And needless to say, I feel like his social anxieties are different than mine, which are no social anxieties. So, miss, whatever you say your name is, if that is a threat, just know that I'm the law, and we go by the letter of the law here in our small town. It's Miss Rabbit to you. And we'll see if the truth doesn't come out before the end of this day. Sounds like both of us, Miss Rabbit, have a challenge ahead of us. We'll see who takes the cake. I decided that Mr. Jones hadn't been completely forthcoming, and I headed back to the Starbucks to talk to him one more time. New notification. Mr. Jones added $40 to your fee. Uh, um, well, hey, uh, hey, uh, Miss Rabbit, uh, I hope you got my, um, notification. There is something here you are not telling me. Now, you lured me down here with a simple lost item, but this... This is a lot more. You've got guns in your house, it's completely lining your wall. The sheriff is clearly shady. What is it? Well, to be completely honest with you, um... He actually ran out, uh, ran out of town, all of my close friends and buddies. See, I was, I was always a good kid in school, and he was one of the police officers that used to kind of guard the school. And even though it was a small school, he was there to protect us, and, you know, he never did like me or my friends, and when they would get into trouble, he said, you know, one day I'm going to run you out of town. And then he did run them out of town. And anyone else who was in town 
basically left when they all got fired from their factory jobs and their supermarket jobs and their department store jobs. They, they all left. They moved at least a hundred miles away to a, a city that could sustain them. So basically between myself and the sheriff, there's not a lot of other individuals, not a soul in this town. So it kind of became a him versus me situation. You might call him my mortal enemy. But I thought if I could get one person to back me up, we could take him down. Sounds like this is a blood feud that goes way back, Mr. Jones. Well, from what I understand, he's a tough customer to serve with his whipped cream and sprinkles and double extra foam lattes. I don't blame you. Well, we're gonna have to set up a trap. My sense is that he's he's got your deed and he's not giving it up unless we confront him. So I say we fortify this here Starbucks and invite him over for a little afternoon latte. Alexa, drop in on the sheriff's office. Dropping in now. Oh, those two. I just got their email invitation to come over to Starbucks for some kind of truce coffee. Well, I'm going to trick them. I am going to come in through the back door, and they're not going to be expecting me there. Oh, it's so lonely in my... Police headquarters all by my lonesome self. So good that I've become friends with the canine in the in the office and I can talk to somebody, otherwise it get too lonely in here. Right, Fido? It's just almost like we can understand each other. Well, anywho, I'm gonna go over there right now. I'm gonna have my gun out. And sneak in through the rear entrance. They'll never suspect it. Oh, I'm so excited. Alexa, hang up. <sighs> Clearly, Sheriff Rogers does not know how Alexa works and needs to hang up before start talk about his evil plans. All right, Mr. Jones. He's coming in through the back door. We got to be ready. Well, we'll probably need these or this. No, no, no. Don't pull out your guns. Come on. Oh. We don't need a yeah. bloody mess here to clean up. I'll be getting task rabbits from all the neighbors here. There are a, a few people in the neighborhood that wouldn't like a bloody mess. That's right. You know, it's just, it's a shame. Maybe, maybe you can teach me about diplomacy, I guess. I've been turning to guns too often. Maybe a city slicker can... Teach me the way to go. Just watch, Mr. Jones, and see how it's done. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put these guns away. I'm going to need you to get over to that espresso machine as quick as possible and make the hottest latte you've ever made. Good, that's perfect. Set them down here at the table, all right? Oh, I can hear somebody coming in the back door. Act cool, Mr. Jones. Cool. Oh, cool. Ah, cool. Uh, all right. Let me let me whip together his favorite latte, and he'll he'll never suspect that you're actually here with me. Maybe, yeah. Especially since we know he's coming in through the back door. Shall we walk Do 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 do. Oh, I think the sheriff will be here soon. Talking to myself, just whipping up a nice latte with extra foam. Well, they're not even gonna suspect I'm coming in the back door. Looks like they're... Looks like at least... Uh, well, I see one person. Oh, yes. I see Mr. Jones at the... The barista bar making my coffee. I don't even see Miss Rabbit here. Oh, this is uh, gonna be a real easy ambush then. His attention is to the front. 
where he expects me to come in. I'm coming in the back. <laughs> this might be my time to take over ownership of the... of this here Starbucks. Mr. Jones and this Miss Rabbit have no idea where I've hidden the deed. They have no idea I always keep it in my second layer of boxer briefs. That way it's near and dear to me and close. It's super, super close. Ah, Sheriff, I'm not going to hide from you. You're too good. You're too clever. There's no way that I, a measly... Really, good for nothing, just task rabbit could ever best the sheriff of this one Walmart town. Please sit. Have a drink with me. Mr. Jones has already realized that he's just going to have to give up the Starbucks by tomorrow morning, haven't you, Mr. Jones? Why, yes, uh, yes, I've been bested by the best person in the whole town. <laughs> There's nobody better than you, Sheriff. I should have admitted that when I was a child, but I didn't. But uh, now, I, now, I, now I admit it. You're the best in this town, and you bested me. So that makes you double best. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Mmm. Oh, that is a good latte, Mr. Jones. This town is going to miss you when you're gone. Well, don't you think, Sheriff? This is just one of the best lattes you ever had. You have to sip it nice and slow, don't you? Yes, I have to sip it nice and slow. Um, you know, uh, I, I'll figure out how to do all the recipes. It's not a big deal. Make it seem like it's a big deal. It's not a big deal. I can figure it out. Well, I don't think I'll miss Mr. Jones. It's been nigh on to 35 years I've had to deal with him. But I'm enjoying this coffee and... Well, drinking it real slow. Yeah, this has got some kind of... Well, it's got some kind of kick behind this... This coffee. Oh, Sheriff, you were right. Us city slickers, we got one thing going for us. You know what that is? No, what? It's a fast backhand. Huh! Oh! Oh! I'm so sorry. Did I just spill your latte all over your pants and your first layer of boxers? What? You... It would seem to me you did that on purpose. Um... Well, I'm going... I'm going behind the bar and I'm gonna... Well, the only thing I can do is change out of... Change out of this, uh... uh pants and boxer briefs I got. Um... If you excuse me... I don't want to undress in front of a lady. I'm going behind the barista bar. I'm from the city. I'm not shy, but go on. Do what you must. Ah, uh, yeah. Good thing you had an extra pair of pants back there, but um, what you didn't know is that I installed an Alexa Echo show behind the bar. Alexa, show us. Yes, boss lady. Here is a close-up shot of Sheriff Smith's hidden deed. It is in between his two pairs of underwear. I recorded them for the record. This is a demo. What? That... That's some sort of magical television. I... That's preposterous. This is crazy. What's crazy, Sheriff Rogers, is that you thought that you could run this town all on your own. That you could run everybody out of this town and take over. That's what's crazy. Thank goodness Mr. Jones was here and called me in from 44 miles away. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Rabbit. Uh, I know I've paid you some digital money, but how can I actually repay you for what you've done and how you've embarrassed the sheriff? Oh, Sheriff Smith, I've never seen his face turn so red. Oh, Mr. Jones... Well, the heart's gratitude is almost enough payment for me, but really, uh, I really need reviews. If you could just give me some reviews on Google and, and Facebook and, um, you know, of course, TaskRabbit. Um, I'll send you a bunch of links, okay? Of course, anything, anything for you. Not only are you my hired servant of 
of um, your own volition. You are also almost a, f a friend. I, I think we're friends. Uh, yes, I will do it. I'll review you to the ends of the earth, I will. Yeah, Mr. Jones, I think we are friends. I gotta say, I'm so glad you hit your head earlier. I don't know who else would have called for a task rabbit in a case like this. But it all worked out. Yeah, and I'm feeling much better, too. Uh, I was in such a... such distraught... And, and 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 I was overcome with uh, with um impending doom, but not anymore. So I physically feel m more well and uh, and emotionally feel more well. And I think that's where everyone should be. In fact, I think I'll call some of my old buddies and tell them how you one upped the sheriff, and and they'll come back and they'll buy my Starbucks. Oh, I think you've saved this little town that's forty four miles away from your big city. Thank you. Well, Mr. Jones, I want you to know that you can contact my personal assistant, Alexa, anytime you need me. And with that, just let you and your friends know, if you have task, I will rabbit. And this has been another episode of Have Task, Will Rabbit. Join us again next week for another exciting feature tale. But for now, why don't you enjoy some beautiful Pepsi? If you want to look more healthy, you grab a Diet Pepsi. If you want to look more chic, buy Pepsi Freak. Yeah, Pepsi Freak is a new drink. It makes you feel like a popular freak. Pepsi Freak, Pepsi Freak. And you know what? I feel better with Pepsi. And now introducing the new vegan Pepsi hipster. Ooh, I want that. That sounds like it tastes great. Uh, hey, we did it. Woohoo. Yes, we did do it. And I thought it sounded awesome. Super good. It, like, definitely lifted from the source material, but went in a totally different path. And it was fun and funny. Great job, us. Yeah, I like that. I like that it went in a different way, but it had the same feel. So, I love that idea of the way that you guys did that. Um, that seems like a really fun one. I think you and I, which is awesome also... I think we have a tendency to stray from the original story. Like, we take it extra far away. And I kind of like the idea that you guys really, really modernized the story, but kept the story kind of the same. But, um, yeah, I like that. I think that's a really cool thing. I'm excited to hear more about it. And we want to thank our special guest star for this lovely Western episode. Uh, Dira, thank you for being a part of the program on the second golden age of radio. It was super fun, Richard. Thanks so much for having me. I had a blast, and I learned a lot, too, so double bonus. Dude. <laughs> I'm so confused.